The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss navigating SaaS growth. Joining us is Rob Friedman, who is the head of growth at Zuper, which provides a comprehensive solution for effortlessly managing field sales and service. Zuper enables businesses to efficiently handle customer schedules, employees, and more in a secure manner. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Zuper is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. So far this week, Rob and I have talked about building a strong foundation for SaaS growth and scaling your marketing SaaS efforts. And today we're going to wrap up the conversation by discussing how you can measure and optimize your SaaS ROI. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Rob Friedman, the head of growth at Zuper. Rob, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, Ben. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. And honestly, I've been looking forward to this part of our conversation. We talked about how to set a foundation, understand who your customers are, finding product market fit. Yesterday, we talked about the the actual marketing and growth and the balance between paid and organic and some of the tooling. And today, I want to wrap up the conversation about growing a SaaS business by talking about numbers, what you should actually be looking at to figure out if you're successful or not. Once you get your product market fit and you get your marketing mix down and you're starting to see customers come in... How do you figure out how to get more juice out of the orange? How do you measure and optimize your SaaS ROI? That's what it's all about. Everything we've talked about the last two days eventually boils down to, okay, where's the revenue? And are you getting those desired results? And now that you've scaled up and you're experimenting with different channels, you need to be measuring, measuring it quite well. You've got some indicators. One of the ones that I'm tracking constantly is uh, just that, customer acquisition costs, making sure that is constrained in a way that makes good business sense, but also as an indicator as to, well, maybe we're underspending. Maybe we could spend a little bit more and get some more growth out of this. So talk to me a little bit about metrics that you look at. What are some of the most important metrics you use to evaluate SaaS growth? Definitely looking at the conversion rates from every stage of the pipeline looking at the convert speed and how fast we're able to nurture and move leads through that pipeline as well, how we're able to help support sales so with different sales enablement. 
pieces to keep people flowing because if you can tighten up that, that gets you a much faster return on your marketing investment, which is quite key. But again, the customer acquisition cost and then average contract value, making sure that you're not bringing in the wrong types of leads, making sure you remain focused on your ideal customers and not just chasing leads. And one of the ways that I measure that is what's the average contract value of the deals that are coming in or even the estimated contract value of what we feel that there could potentially be worth and then adjusting our measuring and targeting from there. So we keep our bullseye, like for example, Zuper, when I first started there, was an SMB solution with a sprinkling of enterprise and mid-market customers. And now a strategic decision has been to move up market to mid-market range and- Mazel tov. Thank you. We've got the G2 badges now to support that we're now definitely mid-market leaders. And we've watched the average contract value double, triple since two years ago. So it's watching all those different indicators say, okay, yep, our targeting's getting better. Our customer service and onboarding experience is getting better because they're giving us the reviews and our sales feel like we don't have that finger pointing of why are you sending me all these tiny leads? Who are these people? So those are some of the first things that I'm watching before I make a decision on how well things are going. Rob, this is why I love talking to you about SaaS businesses, because you didn't give the blanket CAC versus LTV ratio answer, which I expected, which is, all right, well, you need to figure out how much it costs to acquire a customer and how much are you making? There are so many more metrics. Don't get me wrong. CAC to LTV ratio is important, but understanding how long it takes to get a customer, understanding how much they cost, but understanding what their value is, what the churn is, the payback period, even things like feature adoption. Are they using new products, which is an indication of how sticky the customers are, can be incredibly important. So we're sitting here basically drowning in a myriad of SaaS evaluation metrics. How do you, if you're building a SaaS metrics, figure out how to keep your eye on, honestly, I chat GPT'd popular SaaS metrics, and it gave me 16 metrics, which means there's probably 160 of them. When you're looking at that many numbers, trying to figure out what's happening with your business, what are your strategies for making sense of your data and making sure that you can figure out what the story is when you're looking at your myriad of SaaS metrics? One of the things is I do try to boil it down to just those metrics that matter. And for the one that I look to when I'm feeling a little overwhelmed with the hundred and some whatever metric data points that we have available to us is what's the payback time and maintaining that at a desirable level. That's the bottom line number that I focus on other than raw revenue. Yeah, it's funny. The first thing that I look at is what's the gross margin for an account? All right, I'm going to make 50 grand from this account. The second metric I look at is how long is it going to take for me to make that 50 grand? Is this a year long relationship or is this a month long relationship until I've harvested the relationship for the ROI? Once you understand what a relationship's value is it and your time to pay, what are some of the things that you're focusing on to optimize? You mentioned that you decided to go up market to raise your contract value. What are some other levers you can pull to optimize your SaaS business? 
Some of the other levers that we can pull on are, well, I talked in the other episode about partnerships and building out other ecosystems and expanding some of those smaller, low-end activities that can have potential to scale up. There's a lot of other metrics to look at. Conversion rate is a big one. When we're going up market, we want to make sure that those customers don't churn out. So, okay, great. So our mechanism, our product our team, our support team is equipped and ready to handle them. Great. Solve that. So churn's good. Conversion, they're moving through the pipeline. Great. And then looking at, like you said earlier about you need to watch that lifetime value. Then I'm starting to look at what that LTV to CAC ratio is. And yeah, I always measure that, but that's not the first thing I'm looking at. That's more of something I'm looking down the line to make sure, okay, we've made the right choice. We've made the right moves. And This is an ideal persona or a market that we should be even going more aggressive with. So Rob, talk to me about the order of operations here, because it seems like depending on the stage of your business, you're probably looking at different metrics. If you're early stage, first, you're just trying to prove you can get customers. So let's call that your A round funded startup. Hey, look, we're getting customers. We don't know if they're profitable or not. Two is, look, we're getting lots of customers and maybe we're making a little money. Your C round funded company, all right, now you're starting to look at your CAC and LTV and your profitability ratios. And maybe this has changed now that interest rates are sky high and money isn't free. Talk to me about how you think about evaluating SaaS metrics based on where you are in your company's life cycle. You brought some great points there. And I've been very fortunate to work in privately funded companies, which is a different ballgame versus those that are funded by the VC community, and then with a intent to go public or intent to have like a PE buyout. And that is different on how you're measuring, how you're going. So I've worked in places, and I'm sure some of Zuper's board members are hearing this. They're like, what? When we're going forward, you've got to be aligned with your leadership, with the board, with the investors. And I think it's critical for anyone in the growth seat or CRO seat or however you want to call it or the hot seat. Yeah, the hot seat. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But you have to be aligned with them because you need to understand if they are asking for one level and you're delivering another, whether it be too high or too low, it's going to cause friction and it will impact not just your own personal success at the company, but the overall company's health and success. And understand that the needs of a Series A now with the interest rates, you're starting to look at that CAC to LTV sooner. That payback period, it becomes hypercritical to understand that and be able to, okay, if you're not hitting 12-month payback period, or for example, you're higher than that. Okay, why? Can you justify it? And that's where you need to be able to tell the story, tell the narrative of, hey, this is the challenge that we see promise in. This is where the data is showing us to invest in. We've made these strategic investments, which did pop up our cost of acquisition a little bit more, but it can show how it's forecasted to smooth out the ride and get down to desirable levels. You have to be able to understand your data and be able to back up your decisions as a leader in a company that's entering in that rapid growth phase to Series B, C, and onward. It's funny, in our first episode this week, we talked about identifying who your customers are and getting alignment with what your customers' needs are and what your products are. And 
That's the basis of building a great SaaS company. And on the flip side, when you're growing a great company, you need that alignment on the opposite end of the spectrum as well. You need to understand the expectations of your leadership, of your venture capitalists, understand which direction you're going. It's not just enough to focus on your customers. As much as we preach focusing on your customers all of the time here on the MarTech Podcast, you also have to understand which direction you're trying to drive your business. Keeping your customers happy, yes, it is critical. It is mission critical. It's the most important thing you're going to do. But keeping your venture capitalists happy, probably pretty important as well, something that shouldn't be ignored. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Rob Friedman, the head of growth at Zuper. If you'd like to hear more from Rob, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can DM him on Twitter. His handle is Rob Friedman, R-O-B-F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is zuper.co, Z-U-P-E-R.co. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the MarTech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.